once again, and welcome to episode 102 of Bee Boomer Unleashed. I'm Jerry Lake, the Unleashed Baby Boomer, and I'll be your host for today's episode and all the episodes of Bee Boomer Unleashed. Today's episode, looking back and looking forward, we're going to take a look back at 2020 and wave goodbye to 2020 and take a look forward into 2021 with a few of B-Boomers predictions for 2021. Before we get into today's episode, let me remind you, as always, where you can find our podcast. You can find us at bboomerunleashed.podbean.com. You can find us on iTunes and Google Play at bboomerunleashed, on iHeartRadio at b.boomerunleashed, on Facebook, Spotify, and Instagram, you can find our link at Be Boomer Unleashed. On Twitter, you can find us at Be Boomer Unleashed One. And as always, we encourage you to drop us an email at Be Boomer Unleashed at gmail.com. Once again, that's Be Boomer Unleashed at gmail.com. Give us your comments, your criticisms, suggestions for future episodes, and if you'd like to be a guest, on the Bee Boomer Unleashed podcast, give us a call or email us, and we'll do our very best to get you on the air. Well, today's episode, episode 102, and we would be at about episode 104 today, except my for my heart failure back on May the 3rd, and we missed a couple of weeks there. But uh, episode 102, it's hard to believe we've finished two years here on the Bee Boomer Unleashed podcast. And uh, we're coming back, good Lord willing, for 2021. Well, we're going to take a look back, first of all, at 2020 and some of the major events that took place. Now, some of these news stories that we're going to mention here, you probably don't remember. You know why? Because everybody was interested in impeaching the president and the election and the coronavirus and all that, so... Some of these stories kind of went untold, really. And so uh, we'll put you in remembrance of a few of these looking back on 2020. First one was uh, back in early January, late December, early January, the Australian brush fires. You remember those Australian brush fires and burned up all the wildlife and all the foliage there in Australia. The whole country just about was on fire. That was quite a catastrophe there. Then comes along Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. You remember Prince Harry and Meghan Markle? They quit. (laughs) They quit the royal family. How do you quit the royal family? I don't understand that, but I guess they had had uh, all that they could stand or they enjoyed all of it they could stand, and so they quit. So Harry and Meghan Markle quit the royal family. I wonder what the queen thought of that. Then on January 9th, all the news after January 9th stemmed from this story. From Wuhan, China, the coronavirus emerged there in Wuhan, China, from that laboratory there in Wuhan. First, they tried to blame it on people eating bat soup or uh, something, you know, but... uh, we, I think we all know that the China virus, as our president likes to call it, uh, came from China intentionally. Now, we don't know who all was involved in that. I think it's interesting that um, Anthony Fauci is, uh, was involved in that lab, as was Bill Gates and others. But that uh, coronavirus came out in January, 
And uh, it's kind of like opening Pandora's box. They just couldn't get it back in. But uh, that uh, came on the scene in January 9th of 2020. And my, what a run we've had after that. Then not long after that, you remember uh, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was killed in a helicopter crash along with his daughter and seven others. Uh, that didn't last as a news story very long, did it? Uh, too much emphasis on the coronavirus. But a tragedy there. Kobe Bryant, his uh, teenage daughter, and some of her friends were killed on that uh, helicopter crash. Then most of the month of January was taken up with the impeachment trial of President Trump. You know, the uh, socialists, and I would call them Democrats, but, you know, they're not the Democratic Party I used to be a part of years ago. I'll call them the socialists. Uh, They started an effort to get rid of Donald Trump the day he was elected, before he was even inaugurated, even before he was elected. You know, Hillary Clinton and her cronies uh, spied on him and the campaign. Probably nothing ever going to happen to those people as a result. But uh, the impeachment trial of President Trump, and they went through all these motions, how that he had colluded with the Ukrainian government to get them to spy on Joe and Hunter Biden, another pair of convicts who will never be convicted of anything. So they go through all this trial, they go through all this hoopla, and then in February, February 5th, to be precise, President Trump was acquitted acquitted by the Senate for all those charges. So much ado about nothing, just to take people's eyes off of the main issues. Then you remember the lecherous old man, Harvey Weinstein. He was convicted of raping an aspiring actress, uh, and the Me Too movement got some momentum and went forward there. Uh, The stock market crashed. You remember that? In March, the stock market crashed. We were in the midst of the greatest economy that this world has ever known. And because of this pandemic that was uh, created, I believe, uh, the economy crashed. The stock market crashed, all in an attempt to, you know, make the current government look bad. You know, you call me a conspiracy theorist, call me a nut job, whatever you want, that's okay. But, uh, you know, you just really don't know who to believe anymore, do you? But uh, the stock market crashed in March. (laughs) And in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of business shutdown, in the midst of terrible, terrible economic circumstances, the stock market surged back under the leadership of President Trump. And uh, it reached all-time highs after that. So the stock market crashed in March. Remember that? Then George Floyd was killed while he was in police custody. And the Black Lives Matter movement began their rampage of terror. What was supposed to be peaceful demonstrations turned into burning, rioting, looting, uh, injuring people. You know, that, I mean, it's just gotten completely out of control. And the Black Lives Matter movement has very little to do with black lives. As a matter of fact, it's run by a bunch of rich old white men, and it has everything to do with creating chaos 
in this country. But uh, that's uh, uh, George Floyd. You know, what happened to George Floyd was wrong, no doubt about it. But uh, you don't go burning cities down as a result of that. Uh, Then uh, Joe Biden became the Democratic nominee for president, emerged from all those candidates who were debating and trying to, you know, Bernie Sanders right at the top of the list, uh, you know, trying to trying to get his foothold in. And uh, Biden managed to uh, managed to come out victorious and be the Democratic nominee for president of the United States. Then Ghislaine Maxwell was arrested. That was Epstein's madam. You remember Jeffrey Epstein who <laughs> committed suicide in prison. You remember that? You remember that? Um, that was uh, his madam uh, who arranged all of these um, underage girls to go to his island to be taken advantage of by these pedophiles who went to that island and uh, had inappropriate relationships with these teenage girls. What happened to that story? Where did it go? Why aren't these people being brought forth and prosecuted? What happened? Too much money? Too much influence? Too much power? I think you know the answer to that, don't you? Well, then uh, the murder hornets arrived in the United States. Remember those big old hornets about two inches long or so that arrived in the United States and another plague on us was going to kill us and do all manner of damage to us, the murder hornets. Then along in about August, Kamala Harris, or Kamala Harris, or however you want to pronounce it, was selected by Biden as his VP nominee. Now, he and she said some terrible, terrible things about Joe Biden in the Democratic campaign. But all of a sudden, he's this honest, upright guy because he chose her to be his vice presidential running mate. So uh, Kamala Harris, selected by Biden as VP nominee in August. Also in August, we had the West Coast wildfires. We had wildfires in Australia. Now they've moved to California and Washington out on the West Coast. West Coast wildfires. The whole place just about in flames. Then in September, at age 87, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Ruth Bader Ginsburg died and opened up an opportunity for President Trump to nominate a conservative to the Supreme Court. And uh, she was um, she was confirmed, but uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away September at age eighty seven. Then in Oct- on Oct- October second, all of the socialists rejoiced because President Trump was diagnosed and tested positive for COVID nineteen. Oh, and there were comments out like, "Well, he deserved it. He deserved what he got. Now he'll know. Now this that." Can you imagine the evilness it takes to cheer when somebody has COVID? Wow, we have come a long way from civility, haven't we? But he came through that just fine. He was missed work for a few days, and then next thing you know, he's back to work, and 
things are uh, things are looking good. Things are looking up. Hey, baby boomers! One of our contemporaries passed away on October sixth. Eddie Van Halen. He died from cancer. He had been fighting for some time. Then uh, Joe Biden becomes president elect of the United States. Now we still don't know for sure who the president's going to be, but. I'm guessing that Mr. Biden will be uh, named and confirmed as the 46th president of the United States, but he became president-elect. It's amazing. It was the most contested election in my lifetime. I mean, you know, we had the hanging chads with uh, Al Gore and Bush down in Florida, but that was just one state. But isn't it amazing how all of a sudden voting was suspended in some of these states, right in the middle of the election counting? Then they come back from this suspension and Biden's ahead. You say, well, did Biden cheat and win? I don't know. I, I really don't know. I think he did. I think the machine cheated. I'm not sure whether he did or not, but he was probably aware of it. But here's a guy who stayed in the basement during the campaign, didn't get out and campaign. When he did have a rally, he had 17 people show up. President Trump has a rally, and thousands show up, and many are turned away. And all of a sudden, people felt motivated. Even though they didn't want to see him at one of his rallies, they felt motivated to go vote for him. And all these mail-in ballots and the voting machine fraud and everything has taken place. But you know what? Uh, It's our fault. It's our fault. We conservatives, it's our fault. We've got nobody to blame but ourselves. If you're unhappy with the outcome of the election, and I'm sure some of my listeners are thrilled with the outcome of the election, but if you're unhappy with the outcome of, of the election, it's our fault. It's our fault. We, uh, it should have never been that close. We let President Trump fight everybody for four years. And we sat back and watched it happen. Instead of getting out and being an American and doing what we could to save the republic from socialism. And that's what we've got now, folks, and that's where we're going. That's the road we're heading down. But as I've said many times, God is in control, and uh, Joe Biden wouldn't be president if God hadn't allowed it. And so uh, nor would Donald Trump, nor would Barack Obama, nor will the next president, if there ever is another president of the United States. We might stop with 46. Who knows? But it's our fault. It should have never been that close. It should have never been close enough to steal. And a lot of uh, scoffers out there saying, oh, they didn't steal the election. More people, they were never Trumpers, and they hated Trump. And, yeah, I've got some good friends that are Trump haters. Uh, I've asked them, well, what did he do that was so hateful? Well, they just crazy. So they hate him because he's crazy, I guess. I don't know. But nobody can give you a reason to hate Trump other than the fact he's loud, he's a bully, he's this, he's that. But we enjoyed a pretty good economy in our country, enjoyed uh, great uh, business growth, low unemployment, 
the lowest black unemployment rate in the history of the United States under the uh, administration of Donald Trump. And uh, look at all he got accomplished by himself, fighting everybody, fighting the Democrats, fighting the Republicans, fighting everybody. But um, that legacy has come to an end, I'm afraid. And uh, some people are still holding out, well, maybe they'll overturn this election. Nah, I don't think so. I think it's a done deal. Alex Trebek, our friend Alex Trebek, one we uh, grew up watching on Jeopardy, the host of Jeopardy for 36 years. Alex Trebek died November 8th from pancreatic cancer. Uh, rest in peace, Alex. What a gentleman Alex Trebek was, and what a fine host he was there of Jeopardy for all those years. Then the COVID vaccine, COVID-19 vaccine rolled out on December 14th with Pfizer drugs. And now we have two approved, Moderna. The Moderna drug is approved too. People say, well, Jerry, you going out and take that vaccine? I said, mm, not going to get in line right now. Not going to get in line right now. This drug went into production without any animal testing, without any phase one human trials, without any phase two human trials. They went from development right to phase three human trials, and they're putting the vaccine out there. And uh, I just don't think I want to get in line for that right now, but to each his own. Uh, so, uh, I'm sure many people will line up to take it. Some of my friends have said, oh, I'm going to be right there. If they give it to me today, I'd take it. And make no mistake, I don't want COVID-19. I don't want COVID-18, 17, or 16 either. I don't want the flu. I don't want pneumonia. I don't want strep throat. I don't want the common cold. But, uh, I'm just not sure about this vaccine. We'll have a comment about that later then on december 25th we have the nashville christmas bombing wow what a tragedy that was and barely made the news barely made the news but a bombing there in nashville tennessee now let's take a look forward to 2021 let's take a look forward to 2021 now i want to preface this and put a disclaimer forward that these are simply my predictions, nobody else's, just mine. Um, call me crazy, call me what you want, but these are my predictions based on basically what I've observed over the last several years and what I've observed from these uh, socialists who have apparently taken power. Now, a lot of this will depend on what happens in Georgia at the runoff election there. If we can hold the Senate, we might be able to hold some of this down for a while. But, you know, they uh, apparently stole the presidency. So what's two Senate seats in Georgia? So I'm not holding out a lot of hope for that either. But um, they these predictions are not based on any inside information or any credible intel. I simply want to go on record with these. And I sincerely hope I'm wrong about these predictions, and I pray that I'm wrong about these predictions, but I'm going to make them anyway, and only time will tell whether I'm right or wrong. 
First prediction, Wednesday, January 20th, Joe Biden will be inaugurated as 46th president of the United States. I think it's a done deal, folks, and I think it's going to happen. Prediction number two, early in his term, he'll shut down America for at least 100 days. He'll try to shut us down again. Now, he might have a little difficulty doing that because a lot of small business owners are livid at having been shut down before. I've been watching some videos on YouTube and Facebook lately about confrontations between store owners and restaurant owners and the local authorities, and I think it's going to get really ugly if he tries to do that. But I think there'll be some sort of a nationwide shutdown shortly after the inauguration. Um, The stock market will crash during the first quarter of 2021. Once again, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. In addition, sometime in 2021, and I'm not saying it'll happen in the first quarter, it could, but I think you'll see gas prices up around 4 or $5 a gallon because Biden is going to do away with all the incentives for fossil fuels, the uh, uh, socialists, Uh, and their Green New Deal and everything that goes with that. They're totally against fossil fuels, and they're going to make it very difficult for uh, people to uh, produce gasoline in this country, so we're going to have to import it, and the prices are going to be whatever, you know, they, Arabs and these other countries, uh, Russia and others who produce this oil, want to charge us for it. You know, right now we're getting gas. I think I saw it today at $1.85 a gallon for regular. And I think it'll be up around 4 or $5 a gallon this year sometime. Hope I'm wrong, but uh, time will tell. Um, along with that, power bills, electric bills, and natural gas bills will go up significantly as well the cost of many other goods who use electricity and gas and fossil fuels to produce them. So you're going to see uh, prices go up tremendously on a lot of things. Massive gun control will be initiated by executive order during the first 100 days of the Biden presidency. Oh, Jerry, you're crazy. They can't take our guns. They can't do that. I didn't say they're going to take our guns yet. That's the ultimate goal. But the first thing they'll do, they'll bring back the assault weapon ban, quote, unquote, assault weapon, which they refer to as high-capacity magazine rifles, particularly the AK-47 and the AR-15, or as President-elect Biden says, the AR-14. I'm coming for your AR-14s, he said. Uh, But there'll be an assault weapon ban. There'll be a ban on high-capacity magazines. There'll be a gun tax. If you're going to own one of these guns... You're going to have to pay a tax stamp on it, like you do now for a silencer or um, suppressor, noise suppressor, or something like that. You have to pay a tax on it and go through this big rigmarole to try to get it. So there's going to be a gun tax. There's going to be federal gun registration. Federal gun registration. Everybody's guns will have to be on a federal register, or you'll be guilty of a felony for not having them on there. And then they will institute federal red flag laws. Now, there are a few red flag laws around, but 
they will be encouraging you, encouraging you to tell on your neighbors who uh, have guns. And uh, that's uh, they say, well, Jerry, you're crazy. They're not going to do that. There's too many of them. They can't take away our guns. I didn't say they were taking them away yet. These are the baby steps that they have to take to do that. Then I think there'll be federally mandated vaccinations for all Americans. As I said earlier, I'm not going to get in line early to get one of these vaccinations because I think they'll be federally mandated and we'll all have to be vaccinated or suffer some kind of consequence as a result. Cash. Mark this one down. Cash will become obsolete. Everything will go digital. Your money that you have back in the safe or in a jar buried under the front porch will be useless. It'll be like having Confederate dollars because they will make cash illegal. What's Well, how are they going to do that? Well, they're going to use as an excuse COVID-19. That money is too dirty. We're passing the virus back and forth. Look, we've worn masks. We've social distanced. It's got to be coming around some way, and it has to be from the cash. has to be from the cash. That old dirty cash, that old dirty money. Remember when you were a kid and your mom said, oh, don't put that dirty money in your mouth. Well, it was, it is dirty. But they're going to use COVID-19 as an excuse to do away with cash, and then everything will be digitally, and they'll be able to track every transaction you make, what you're buying, what you're spending, what you're spending it on. And uh, that number in your 401k might be a good number, but it's just a good number until you get your hands on the cash, isn't it? So there's a prediction. Call me crazy, but cash will become obsolete. Also think 2021 reparation payments will begin for African Americans. Reparations will begin for African Americans to pay these folks uh, money because their great-great-great-grandpappy or grandmammy was uh, on uh, a slave. And we're going to have to pay it. We who own no slaves, we who had ancestors who own no slaves, are going to have to pay for those reparations for our African American brothers and sisters. Yes, we are. Um, then the last one I'm going to mention here, and there are others, but the last one I'm going to mention is massive regulations, massive federal regulations on churches. They're going to make it very difficult for churches to stay open. They're going to uh, come up with mandates that classify preaching against sin as hate speech. You know, if a pastor preaches against adultery or fornication or homosexuality or uh, bestiality or pedophilia, he is going to be guilty of hate speech. And it's going to be very difficult for churches to operate unless it's just a church that believes in a little social gospel and a little sermonette from a little preacherette for, to a bunch of little Christianettes. The true gospel preaching churches will find it very difficult will find it very difficult under this socialist regime to stay in business now some of you have said amen I believe that while others have said Jerry you're crazy you're a conspiracy theorist you're nuts you're crazy 
Well, I have put my predictions in black and white, and as I said, I hope every one of them are wrong. I hope I'm totally wrong, and if I am, and the Lord lets me live long enough, I'll be back in in here for the last episode of 2021 apologizing for making such bonehead predictions. But we're going to keep these written down on this notepad here. And we'll take a look at them as the year goes on. And if one of them comes true, we'll put a check mark beside it. But I hope none of them come true. Don't you? I hope this is just a bunch of hogwash. Well, listen, next week we'll begin with our first of 52 episodes of Just Good News. And we're going to look at good news stories for the past 80 years. We're going to go all the way back through boomer times and look at good news stories that have happened for those past 80 years, as well as good news stories of today. We're going to be talking about good news stories of today, and we hope to have a lot of guests on. We'll be interviewing people uh, who wish to share their good news stories. I've already got some guests lined up. don't know which one's going to come first, but uh, I think I do, and I think you'll enjoy these interviews as they come forward here over the next 52 episodes of Be Boomer Unleashed. And if you'd like to share your good news story or you know someone who needs to share their good news story, why don't you contact me or have them contact me at bboomerunleashed at gmail.com. That's bboomerunleashed at gmail.com. And boy, we'd love to get their good news story on the program. Well, it's been great to be with you uh, this morning. Uh, or today, when at whatever time you're listening, this could be tonight, could be midnight. You're listening to this podcast, but I appreciate you tuning in today. I really do, and I look forward to being with you in the weeks to come. I wish each of you a happy and prosperous new year. I really do. I hope you have a great new year, and I hope none of my predictions come true. So, until we meet again, have a great week. And may God bless each and every one of you. Goodbye.